Hey, hey, welcome back to Falling Out. This is Season 3, Episode 7. After the longest intro ever to Season 3, Episode 6, I'm just going to go with the shortest one right now. The one thing I have to say before rolling the tape with Part 2 of Tim Porter is that at the end of the last part of the interview with him, I mentioned that I was going to play a song by his band, and I've been made aware by listeners that in some formats, the song didn't actually play. Specifically on Spotify, it seems like it didn't upload. I don't know what the hell's going on there. So I'm sorry for saying that the song would play, but then it didn't work. If you want to listen, I think it's a great outro. I know it works on Apple. If you want to listen on the website, fallingoutpod.com, it works there. So Spotify, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to try and fix that in the background. And meanwhile, at the end of this episode, I'm going to play, in theory, another song by Tim's band. And I hope that one works. And with that, let's roll part two with Tim it was kind of the same thing with Jojen. like that was the day that i finally like you know was like okay i'm definitely you know because i was sort of not sure that i was gonna take off and go to college somewhere else but the day i really made that decision was the day that you know he decided to use me as a punching bag and i the and the reason for it was because two days before so he 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 was a musician he was making all these albums and stuff and he'd always bring over all the all the kids the church kids to to listen to him and listen to him play Mm. um whether we liked it or not and uh so you know he played a show and somebody said something funny and literally the moment that he, the song ended was the moment that I laughed out loud at what this other kid said, right? <laughs> so motherfucker, you know, it's like, so of course he assumed that, you know, I was laughing at him at, at him or something he did, right? Yeah. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. Just the show kept going. And it wasn't until a few days later where suddenly I'd done something spiritually significant and, you know, so, you know, as he's there, like, like smacking me around, I was just like, you know, bullshit. You're so mm-hmm. fucking full of shit. This is, this is because I laughed at you, you fucking piece of shit. That's yeah. all this is about. Fuck yeah. you, you know? And so that's when I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go to college upstate. Fuck mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah. God, doesn't surprise me. I mean, like I said, I never really met the guy, but I've just seen all this. I've seen everything you've said is like very consistent with everything that I've heard of him and seen of him in, in other, in other, you know, circumstances basically it seems yeah. volatile, violent, and oh yeah. And if you read the book, I'm sure you I'm sure you read that book in the shadow. I did read the book, uh, but honestly, uh, the book was was um, like what Nansuk went through was worse than anybody else. Um, okay, he took out uh, he took shit out on her, like he didn't take shit out on us or or any of the other youngs or anything as bad as he like he treated her really bad. Yeah. Um, and it, but, uh, you know, it was when he was coked up. Mm. So, you know, when he wasn't coked up, uh, you know, and and this isn't a justification, but when he wasn't coked, you know, it just tells you like how like drugs just enhance and especially like cocaine, it'll enhance an existing sensibility. Yeah. Like I noticed that with, with, uh, with, um, ginseng as well. Uh, Injun's husband, so yeah. he he ended up doing a, a lot of of coke as well. Yeah, and 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 I also noticed it with like you know because I work in finance and so I yeah. met a few people. Yeah, and like it really brings out like this sort of 
aggressive piece of shit. Yeah. In, in kind of everybody. Yeah. But it brings out the aggressive piece of shit that's there. Yeah. And if it didn't want to come out, like it wouldn't have come it out. It wouldn't have been there. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it creates anything that that, that wasn't there previously. It just right. It just enhances like, it. It enhances it. It augments it. Augments it, it. Right. It lets it get out of the cage a little bit. Right. Um, but that thing right. was always what was always there. That that core was always there. So I, I suspect that with us, you know, maybe he wasn't. He was. You know, he was like we weren't around him when he was just completely off his rocker high as a yeah. kite. Yeah. And so we didn't get it quite as bad. Yeah. Okay. And then she was. Yeah. Cause she was there 24 hours, yeah. you know, and like, man, yeah. What a shit show. So yeah. Yeah. Ah, Jesus. But he died when he was like 54 years old. Yeah. He was, he was, he was pretty young. Yeah. And it was like, within his, it's like his heart just stopped or something like that. Right. Like something like cardiac arrest or, or something like that. Like, did, do you, do you know any, anything about that or. No, but anytime it's anytime a drug addict's like a, Oh, he had a heart attack. Yeah, it's like a fucking break. You know, he's a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, the weird thing, I remember that being like a big deal. And like, you know, I think like my parents were like, oh, we need to go to this like special, you know, special, special ceremony for, for young, for Hyojin's ascension and stuff like that. And I just remember being like, the guy was a fucking asshole. Like, can, right. can you, like, can you not see that? Like, does like literally all, all the fucked up shit he's done just doesn't matter. And he gets some special send off. Like it's, it's crazy that, that, that the church venerates people like this. You know, you know, like when I think about like the biggest crime, like the thing that, that actually pisses me off, it, it doesn't, you know, I, I don't get angry about this stuff anymore, but like the thing that like I feel is, um, one of the great injustices of all this, it's not actually anything that happened to me. It's um, so uh, there, there was a guy from my age group. Yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember the name. Yeah. Uh, he died in a car accident. Yeah. The car was being driven by one of the older Hyuns. Yeah. Uh, it was a van. Actually, my wife was in that van and she had severe head trauma Whoa, and she took shit. like an over a year to heal and stuff. And wow. Um, yeah. So a lot of kids were, were injured in that yeah. dude, just to tell you what happened. So they were driving to uh, driving up, you know, th- this parkway. Um, and uh, he, he kind of lost, he was driving way too fast yeah. and kind of lost control of the vehicle a little bit. And then went over the divider into oncoming traffic. Oh, Jesus. The first, there was no cars. The first car that came happened to be a cop. Okay. So like, like the fact that my wife is alive is uh, like, like it should have been two or three people that died. There yeah. That Jesus. Yeah. Um, but one person died that day. And yeah. the reason that that young was driving like a fucking idiot was because he was trying to emulate the way the moons drove. Really? Whoa. Hyojin drove like a fucking maniac. Like everywhere he went, it was pedal to the metal, weaving in and out, like everywhere. Yeah. Um, And that's also the reason why his younger brother died in a car accident. Yeah. Because he was driving too fast, lost control of the vehicle. They made it a big church thing. Yeah. They made it like some 
like there was some spiritual bull, bull yeah. fucking shit dude he was a fucking 19 year old that got killed in a car crash because yeah. he was trying to emulate his older brother because he was driving like an idiot that's Fuck, that's man. all that was really going on yeah um and so there was never any like there was never any like you know shit you know i shouldn't have been driving like a fucking idiot you know yeah. from him and there should have been yeah and there was never any like nobody you know he never came to the funeral wow um and then like none of the parents were said shit yeah you know they never uh nobody sat around like you know sorry not sat around no nobody like you know said no no one discussed it no no one said hey maybe we should maybe this shouldn't be the role model for our kids no the only thing they said was oh the sacrifice the spiritual you know yeah it's like all this bullshit all this fucking asinine bullshit versus just well why are these guys driving like idiots and if they are driving like idiots why not just not drive like an idiot yeah and then if you go one step further the reason that hyojin i think drove like an idiot everywhere is because um his dad always had a revolving cast of drivers yeah that were instructed to take him everywhere they went at top speed so they didn't get shot presumably or whatever and the reason that there was a revolving cast of drivers because they would lose their license and then be replaced by another one lose their license be replaced by another one lose their license be replaced by another one fuck i never heard that yep jesus christ God, yeah, so I had never it, heard that. Jesus Christ, man. It, it all goes back to the hubris of, you know, yeah. Moon trying to be some global asshole. And yeah. assholes driving, you know, get motorcades yeah. at top speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And who the fuck? Like, I remember, I remember there was all this talk about, like, all these security guards and, and all this sort of shit for, you know, protecting Moon. But, like, who the fuck wanted to assassinate him? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, the only person I could think of would be like a disgruntled ex member, but right. like, but no one, but who, who, who else, right? Like, what, I don't know. like, yeah, the amount of hubris in, in that of like, I'm someone worthy of assassination is, is crazy for, for a, a guy like that. And then think about the ramifications of that. Like you said, well, these two people have died as a result of it. Plus, I'm sure many other harmful ramifications. So, I, I, just to be clear, I, yeah. I said that it's like, it's just for me personally it's the thing that irks me the most it's not you know dude these guys did a lot of horrible shit so it's not uh i don't mean it as in you know the the grand scheme of things as this is super significant but for me personally it was something that was very like it really like like you didn't even show up to the guy's funeral i mean he was one of your boys you know it's like yeah man you know yeah so wow okay so hyojin yeah, so Hyojin hung out with the, the guy that died in the car accident. Yeah. And didn't even show up. I mean, and, not as much as I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, but he was he was there, you know. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Lived in the area, you know. Yeah. It's like Yeah, yeah. That that family lived in the Irvington area. Um God. Yeah, I remember I mean, yeah, I I remember hearing like vaguely hearing, like I knew there was a guy who was older than me, uh, who died in a car accident, but I didn't know any of the I didn't know any of the history behind it i also clearly yeah. like i knew of uh, hong jin you know that the, the hyojin's younger brother who died in a car accident as well yeah uh 
all I had heard, I had heard like the official party line of how like that it was, you know, some like great sacrifice that had to be made for the providence. Uh, I also heard that it was like, and and just for those of you listening, I, I'm doing a a hand wanking signal as he's saying that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, I also remember hearing this story. This that uh, like, and this I kind of feel like I knew was bullshit. Was that based? It, apparently, this this guy Hung Jin, what who was driving this car? There was someone else in the car as as well, like some other guys. Two, yeah. yeah, church kid was in the car, and and like the car started swerving out of the out of control. And and as the legend goes, like Hung Jin like swerved the car so that so that his side would take the impact so that the right. other kids wouldn't. And right. therefore he like sacrificed his life for this kids. Um I have a a very hard time believing that. Uh not that I and that has anything to do with, with Hung Jin. I just don't think and you don't have enough time to think like that in the middle of right. a car accident. That's that's I mean I've been I've been in a few car accidents, uh, nothing, nothing too serious, thankfully, but they all happen so fast. I feel like you can't really think like that. Or I, I don't know. I, I don't think you could anyway. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. I can tell yeah. you that from what I've heard from all the people who knew him, he was a pretty good guy, different yeah. from all the rest. Yeah. But you know who you are at 18, 19 is not who you're going to be. So yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't mean he couldn't have become an asshole. <laughs> yeah um god i never heard about that that story about the drivers that's crazy um but again not a not a surprise at all um i'm just i'm just like cognizant of time here and there's a bunch more i want to cover so i want to like i want to kind of move move on a bit because you i I know like so later on yeah i I know you spent some time working in in headquarters and and having some some uh visibility into the financials of the of the of the church and i want to I want to talk to you about that. So can you, can you talk to us a little bit like when that was and the sort of like how you got the visibility and, and what that was all about? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I went to school upstate. I was an accounting major. Um, mm-hmm. so even though, um, even though I'd already made the decision that I didn't really believe in any of this shit, I didn't think it was in my best interest to burn the, network. <laughs> mm, yeah. And so, you know, if there were jobs and stuff, you know, given that I was poor and had nothing, you know, I, I uh, felt like it was a good network to, you know, try to take advantage of. Yeah. Um, so I, I kept in touch with people. And um, one of the people I kept in touch with was, uh, was uh, an account, an accountant, um, a first gen accountant, who uh, had the contract to do the church audit. So this is the HSA organization audit, annual okay. audit. Okay. Um, not I, the businesses, just the, the, the okay. U.S. church. Okay, okay. Um, and what, and what so year was this for, for context? I was, sorry? What year was this for context? Oh, fuck. Um, or roundabout. I want to say 1994, five. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah. 1994... Yeah, probably right. 90, 94. Okay. Um, so at the time, uh, Hak Jahan was doing like a speaking tour. It was the first yeah. time they they decided, hey, let's get the ladies out there. to. Yeah, okay. Stuff. I think I remember that. I remember that was a big deal. It went from being only Moon to then like his wife started doing some right. speaking tours. Yeah. Um, 
so I guess she had just done the speaking tour and then I was doing the audit. So I was okay. seeing a lot of the numbers from that tour yeah. among other things um, because the church uh, was paying for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so I, I was basically an auditor, uh, an assistant auditor, which means that you sit in the office of your client, in this case, the HSA, and you go through receipts and you make sure that the numbers that they say match up with what the receipts say. Okay. That's ultimately your job. You're really yeah. looking for inconsistencies in their, in their process. Okay. The thing is that their process is basically a bunch of Japanese ladies trying to hide shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, um, so it was fraught with all sorts of issues because uh, you know on one hand they trusted me because i was you know obviously part of the group but on on the other hand they were actively trying to not show me a lot of receipts because these receipts were just extraordinary you know like many receipts for ten thousand dollars single ticket airfare right uh many receipts for um five thousand dollar a night room in a hotel for just Hak Jahan and one other person. Wow. Uh, all the rest of them stays. So I had all the other receipts as well. So it'd just be the top suite, you know? Yeah. Um, just numbers that in the context of somebody who kind of only two years before had been selling flowers on the corner of Astoria uh, of, of the fucking, um, uh, of like, you know, God damn it. I can't even remember the name of the bridge. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time selling flowers in New York city yeah. and, you know, and <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so that was my recent memory. That's where I was sort of come, coming from. Right. Yeah. And, you know, kind of being this, this, <laughs> this penniless college kid and, and just, and, and knowing uh, how like most of the members that I knew were getting by on selling fucking Monchi cheese and dumbass foil prints to yeah. people in strip malls and shit. Yeah. Um, you know, some of my peers, some of the other kids were, were doing like vector marketing, selling knives, yeah. um, you know, it, like just whatever it took to, to hustle their way into yeah. some cash. Right. Yeah. And then to go through these expenses and just get the sense that there was like, just no regard whatsoever mm. for any of that. Yeah. You know, for any of what these people are doing to fund all this, yeah. there's no attempt whatsoever to curtail you know, it's like, you don't have to, you could, what's wrong with the $500 room, you know, as opposed to $5,000 room. Yeah, it's like, what's wrong ridiculous. with the, the $2,500 ticket as opposed to the $10,000? You don't have to be in like, it, it, and it just like, I just couldn't get over that. It just, and it was just a whole summer of looking at receipt after receipt after receipt. And, you know, I had so many conversations with, with the, the, you know, the, uh, um, the auditor uh, that who owned you know the firm, I was just yeah. dude, this is fucking nuts. And she was like, yeah, you know, that's that's the deal. That's the grown up world. You know, is what she'd say. And I was just oh. like, whoa, you know, that's like what? Come on, you know, <laughs> like whoa. Which you know, I, I don't know. Now that I'm fifty, it's like, and I I know how imbalanced things can really get. Um, I kind of get it a little bit more, but uh, you know, at that stage, it's like no, uh, uh-uh. uh you know yeah and and you know and since then like i 
I, I don't know. That had a very sort of profound kind of impact on me. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, for, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I have a great conclusion other than just that it like really just kind of pissed me off. And Wow. And, yeah. And I mean, I'm just thinking about that, like even, <laughs> you know, so, so here's, so I'll just tell you one other yeah. thing. So yeah. as, as a kid growing up in the, in the orbit of, of, um, of, of East garden. Yeah. Um, there was an annual event where the moon children, uh, where there were I, uh, some East garden people would, would show up with bags of clothing. They just dump them out. And, and if you're one of the local kids here, go ahead you can choose some shit. These are all the clothes that the moon kids don't want anymore. Oh my God. Right. And so that was, I, I was already kind of conditioned for that. And I knew that, that Hot Jahan, her daily routine was basically just going to some fancy mall and shopping. That was her daily. That's what she did every day. Okay. Right. And how did you know that? Did you see the receipts you know, and shit? Or, okay. All right. No. Did you see receipts from her shopping trips? No. Or, okay. Cause I wasn't on the tour. All right. Th- that would be hilarious no. by the way. And, but, and, and, yeah. and the thing is like, you know, these clothes were all nice, you know, it was like, hello, yeah. this thought, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, ridiculous luxury shit. And then when I would like saw these receipts for, for the actual lifestyle, yeah. it was like much worse than that. So I, I, I suspect that what they probably did was when they gave away all these clothes is they probably took out like a lot of, you know, they probably took out things that were just, you know, a little too ridiculously expensive and yeah. I don't know, had a, another channel for, for getting rid of those. You know? Yeah. 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 So just as an aside there, I, I recently, someone alerted me to some, some new grift that the, that the church is doing. Um, I, for, for, I think it's called like giving for good or something like that, where it's like, I guess they're trying to be, they're, they're trying to be sort of like environmentally friendly. Uh, I, and, and so they're trying to get people to like sell their old clothes effectively um so you know we don't need to create new clothes blah blah blah. better for the environment that's i, I don't understand the whole, the ins and outs of the grift but i know that there is one part of the grift which is hak jahan auctioning off her own clothing to to unsuspecting church members um so that they can own a piece of her clothing um and i'll need to double check the numbers but i think that they said that in this auction uh 12, she was gracious enough to donate 12 items of her own clothing uh, and sell them for $97,000 in total. Um, and so this just the, 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 the sheer, the fucking audacity of that is fucking ridiculous. So you're, you're labor trafficking all these people. You're forcing them to, to give you all these fucking donations so you can buy this ridiculously expensive clothing. And then once you've worn it and you're done with it, you're going to then sell it back to them at a, at an extortionate price for the privilege of owning something worn by you. It's just, it's just fucking, it's, it's fucking maddening, fucking heartbreaking to, to, to see that um, coming full circle. But I hadn't known, known about that until recently. And it's kind of, I hadn't known about this advent of them, like donating their clothes to, to the community as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's the first I'd heard of that. Um yeah, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, that must have really opened your eyes to see to see that money going through there. Yeah, I mean, the 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 numbers were just much much bigger than, and and, and the, 
just a total lack of regard for the money, you know? Yeah. That's what pissed me off is, is there just was no attempt whatsoever at any restraint. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what got me thinking about like good versus great, you know? Um, like a good person doesn't do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, a person with basic moral, like a basic moral compass doesn't do that. Yeah. But a person so high up on their own bullshit who thinks they're great, thinks they're some, you know, figure in history or something like that. Yeah. Well, everybody else is just a little person. They don't matter. Their hard work doesn't matter. It's all just there to further my own, you know, greatness. Right. So everything's expendable. They're all expendable. And so, um, I don't know. It just kind of made me think about that whole idea of like great people, historical great figures and, you know, people who are, uh, super successful or super famous and stuff, you know, like are any of these people, people you want to emulate or Mm. you want to have as role models in any way, shape or form. And how much of the time when you hear like stories that are, stories about like this actor or this businessman that are you know this fluff piece on that how much of that is bullshit marketing versus the truth of the deal of you know having grown up in a you know knowing knowing what the moons are really like versus the pr right you know so it just i i I don't know i kind of came away from that furthering you know just with an even greater sense that dude you're on your own and you better fucking get your shit together because mm. there's no there's nothing on the other side there's nobody else you know yeah <laughs> like, like there's nothing but predators out there so you better fucking, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> not be their prey <laughs> yeah that's really interesting um and i was just i'm just trying to like compare that to like um you know, working in like in the corporate world and having like a corporate expense policy. Like if someone came in, I was like, I spent 10 grand on a, on a, on a flight and five grand on a, on a hotel room. Like even, even like this, this, you know, I, I work for an S and P 500 listed company now. Like, like that that CEO is today. You're talking about today's dollars. You're talking about 10,000 today. This is 1994. I know, I know, I know. And even, even now there's no way like the CEO of this company would, would justify a $5,000. Exactly. No fucking way. Right. (laughs) And and so, but what, but like in, in today's dollars, that's really more like a $15,000. $15,000. Yeah. From back then. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's imagine that insane. guy in 94 getting a $15,000 hotel room every night. Like it's fucking crazy. Like there's, there's no, there's no legitimate, like re, there's, there's no, there's no legitimate reason for anyone to be doing that. It's crazy. No, not at all. It's crazy. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fucking crazy. Um, okay. Can we, um, I got a few more things I want to, I want to, I want to talk yeah, to you sure, about. Shoot. So um, I want, I want to make sure we cover all these. So um, uh, you, you ha- have the, uh, il- the illustrious uh, honor of, of releasing a, a very, a very famous piece of paperwork into the, into the wild on the, on the internet uh, at, at one point. Um can we uh, can we talk a little bit, bit about that? How that happened? Because actually, I know, I know. And for the record, we're talking about Injin's birth certificate or the birth certificate of Injin's kid. Right. I know a lot of people have told me that that was a turning point in their life in terms of leaving the church or seeing that. So I think you've done a lot of people 
a huge favor by doing that. Uh, and I think before going into this, probably a lot of people won't know that you were instrumental in making that happen. Um, but can you, can you talk a little bit about, well, I guess how you knew, like what your relationship was with, with, with engine and that whole like nexus and, you know, yeah, you know, access of people, but then also how you came to, to publish that online. Okay. So, um, I, I, I need to correct a few things here. Okay. Um, so basically where I was instrumental is yeah. actually, um, in providing support for the people who were doing it. Okay. Got it. Understood. Uh, so Understood. there were a couple of BCs, um, that started the, the, how well do you know your moon? Yes. Yeah. Yep. They were both teenagers when they started it. Yeah. And so yep. they were rapidly getting into shit that was very adult, yeah. <laughs> including liabilities <laughs> that were very adult. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so where I came in was, was basically just guys, you're covered. Like any shit goes down. I will pay for the law. I will do whatever it takes. You will be covered. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Wow. And, and so that's, that's that was awesome. really more wow. my role okay. than anything else. Okay. Uh, they did all the work. Okay. All right. <laughs> and so I didn't, they okay. built Got this it. site um, and it was a super professional site, yeah. um, you know, and it was, I think done in a way that, uh, that was, um, you know, professional enough and thought and, and thoughtful and not necessarily just, just, you know, kind of a, 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 a it, it, it didn't, it, it wasn't necessarily like a slam piece or anything. It, it wasn't, no. it wasn't, there was no character assassination. It was really about like getting to the truth of things and trying yeah. to, and, and with a lot of documentary evidence. Yes. And, yeah. and so I, I think that that won a lot of people over who might've been on the fence yeah. about, you know, um, you know, it, it, it didn't, it didn't have like a negative agenda. It was like, here's mm. the truth here. You know, they were just trying mm. to get to the truth of things. Right. Yeah. So the, the, what really happened is that um, at the time engine was uh, she had, you know, this fake ego, uh, sorry, this fake ego, alter ego of uh, loving life ministries yeah. head pastor yeah. while she was, you know, the CEO of HSA and you know boinking uh this guy from her band yeah um she continued to have speeches and stuff but you know it was always behind a podium and so you couldn't really see that she was getting more you know the yeah. ego for ego yeah um and then drops out of town for a while nobody knows where she is yeah. and then you know sort of start shows up and you know is doing the same thing again but there were rumors circulating around yeah. right so what happened was the wife so the guy she was boinking was still married. <laughs> okay. The wife of, of that guy yeah. got a hold of the birth certificate. I don't know how oh, she wow. did actually. Okay. But she sent it to us. And got it. Okay. That's and you know, and so you know, when they got so when 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 the two guys, the the two teenagers who started this, yeah, when they got it, they were like, fuck, what do we do? Right. <laughs> and my role was just like put it out there. I, I will cut I dude, I will take the, you know, I will. I will cover you guys. All right. Just put it out there. Just oh get God. it out. You know? And so, and, uh, and so they did. Wow. And, and I, I should say at the time, like I was kind of, um, I always felt like, uh, like because their site was so professional and so um, eyes dotted T's crossed yeah. that there needed to be another site yeah. that was just pure slander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the one I was running. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's talk. So about I was that. like, dude, just 
get it out there. All the sites will have it out at the same time, yeah. you know? And so that's what we kind of did, you know, we okay. all kind of, so, so there were various different, so okay. there were other ones popping up at the same time. Yeah. Everybody okay. got the joke. And so, and so it, it made it a little tougher to see which one had it first or who. Yeah. You know. Okay. And that okay. was all to, you know, to, to kind of cover them a little bit, but. Um, got it. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. And also, yeah, if you're running the, the like intentionally slanderous one, it kind of helps you if you can point to like the the more well well respected one, right? Uh, that yeah, that, that I can see how that that actually helps you a lot. Um, wow, uh, that's really cool. I didn't know I didn't know you you offered those guys at that level of support. Um, that's yeah, that's quite awesome. Did anything did anything happen legally as a as no. a result of that? No blowback yeah. at all. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think it's hard to. Like, what can you, what can you say? What, what is that? It's public what, record. It's public record, right? What's yeah. the, what's the, what's the pushback to that? It's public record. Well, there's no legal recourse. Yeah, um, exactly. There, I mean, I guess there could have been some of the stuff that I had on, you know, on what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it was pretty slanderous, but yeah, they're public figures. So, yeah. you know, if you're a public figure, um, you know, the laws are such that the libel laws are much more, um, uh, Sorry, not libel. I guess it's the slander laws, or, or yeah. you know, a lot, a lot more lax. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that I mean, that's awesome that you, um, yeah, that you were part of that. That's that's great. And yeah, I think you've done it was, done, it was, done the world a great it, service. It was, it was both one of the greatest things and one of the worst things for me because, um, you know, I'm I'm actually really glad to hear you say that it was a turning point for a lot of people because yeah. for my immediate circle, it was not, and okay. I was really really I, that's when i start that's when i gave it up that's actually when i stopped all the blogging mm, was because it's okay. like motherfucker if this doesn't turn change your mind if this does if this isn't like you can take a horse to walk or in this case a bunch yeah. of donkeys to the water and if they don't drink they can fucking die you know it's like that's it yeah. i'm done you know yeah and um and that's the kind of way it was with my parents and stuff and so yeah. i was just like uh all right <laughs> i've done yeah, what i can well, you know it's like this yeah is, look yeah, I mean, I, like, I'm sorry it didn't work for them, but I've, I like, I've talked to obviously, like, you know, I talked to a lot of people for this show. There, there's more people that I've spoken to that, like, I just haven't done interviews with for whatever reason. But I, I would say a, a very common theme for a lot of people. Um, especially, I mean, it depends on the, on their age, but 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 for a lot of people, there there are like two two things that that really open their eyes. Um, uh, one of them is Nanso Kong's book, yeah. um, and the second one is the release of that birth certificate. Um, uh, and they're, they're probably, I think Nonsuk is like marginally above, uh, in terms of the, the, the frequency that it comes up. Um, but that, but that birth certificate is a, is a close second. And for a lot of people, it's a, it's, it's the two of them in conjunction, right. um, like the, the birth certificate is the final nail in the coffin. And then, and then, and, and that's when the penny drops. So that's great. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that actually. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. You, you've done the world a great service. Um, so yeah. Well, thank, like I said, I didn't. Uh, you know, I just, <laughs> I just provided a backstop, you know, there, there's a couple other guys who deserve the credit, you know, they don't yeah. really want to be named. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fine. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I have a lot, I have a lot of respect for those guys as well. Yeah. Um, fuck. That's amazing. That's really good. Um, so I want to also, there's a few other things I want to talk about. Um, I guess, and actually specific. So I guess I, I wanted to, kind of get a, a better sense of like sort of like what this is all what well, you kind of alluded to what this meant for your parents but i also knew that 
also know that your parents were involved in a in a in a less in a little known splinter group. Oh yeah. Um, and I wanted I wanted to talk about that for a bit if you're if you're okay with sure. that. Um so yeah, can you tell us what the what the group was or or is? Yeah, sure. And just the just to get the chronology yeah. right. So, so so like I said, my my birth mother divorced you know, my dad got, so my birth mother's yeah. still alive. Okay. Uh, he was remarried uh, in the church and the woman who raised uh, uh, my sister, my brother and myself, yeah. uh, she passed away in 2006. Okay. Um, so this is really more just my dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, yeah. So this is a period sort of 2000 and I don't know, maybe seven, eight, like around there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Through 2012, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Through 2012, 13. Okay. Um, and uh, basically, uh, you know, he kind of hooked up with this sort of subgroup that was uh, centered around. Um, oh, fuck. I just used that term. I fucking hate that term. <laughs> fuck. Can you can you redact that? Yeah. You want to say it again? It, yeah. Yeah. Start talking. Yeah. I can take it out. Yeah. No, it, I'm just it joking. Was, was, Leave it in. <laughs> you hear my reaction to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So it was a group. Um, that had at its focal point, um, <laughs> Yejin uh, Moon, who is, I guess, the oldest, uh, the oldest um, of Moon's legitimate children. Yes, I think so. Um, but she's a girl, and thus, no, yeah. thus doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, in the in the Moon way of looking at the world. Yeah. Uh, so she basically, um, I don't know. She had a she had a, a husband, some kids and shit, and then divorced her husband. And, and, um, she didn't really, I don't, I don't think she actually started kind of this group. I think this group actually started around this quote unquote spiritual medium who yeah. was channeling quote unquote channeling, um, Hyojin, dead Hyojin among others. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this guy from New Zealand or Australia. Yeah. Um, and, I think that he basically kind of put it in everybody's head that this was now the time of the woman and, you know, uh, a woman should be leading. And somehow that ended up with Yejin showing up and she was like, sure, I'll be your leader. Oh, <laughs> you so do you think I got he, nothing else going on. Do you think he, he started saying that and then she spied an opportunity basically and was like, yeah, I'm the woman. So look, I don't know this for a fact, my suspicion is that, yes, that 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 is the case. Okay, because she really had nothing going on. She was basically yeah. a divorced yeah. housewife. Yeah, um, that was showing up on at her mother's doorstep begging for cash. Okay, um, which she got, you know, mm. but uh, it was she'd have to go back and beg every time she wanted. It wasn't like wow. a constant monthly payout. Okay, unlike some of the other kids who were getting you know twenty thirty thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Um, she did not because because of the divorce, I guess, because she divorced her husband. Oh, uh, so what, it kind of brought a bit of shame. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hyojin, he didn't bring any shame, <laughs> like, <laughs> but but she did, you know, interesting. interesting. OK. Oh, my God. Wow. And look, I don't I don't I don't she's not like. My impression of her is like she's, you know, just kind of she's a moon. So she's fucking nuts, but she's not like malevolent. Yeah. You know, she's just trying to get by. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the kind of the, the cast away from a rich family. So just, yeah. that comes along with all sorts of psychological shit as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was, that's the sort of group is basically kind of around her and around all the prophecies of, of this jackass from New Zealand or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, because, <laughs> because they, uh, the whole thing was based on, on all these spiritual readings, these supposed spiritual readings, which by the way, to somebody who knew and spent a lot of time with Hyojin, when I actually like sat there and like, you know, or my dad would read, listen to this, this is what Hyojin's saying. I was like, that ain't what, that, that's not Hyojin, bro. <laughs> that was a full sentence with no curse words. That's not Hyojin Moon, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know who you think that is, but that is not, I know that motherfucker and that is not him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um the best part of this though is because this was all sort of you know spiritual medium oriented they <laughs> they decided that they were going to build a machine to communicate with the spirit world <laughs> holy fuck and my dad was absolutely oh my god stone cold convinced that, <laughs> that they could build a machine fuck. to talk to spirit world and that this was going to fucking change the world, which if they pulled it off, I have to admit, it would have changed the world. Agreed. Agreed. If they could have done it, if, if they could have done it. Right. Now, in my mind, there was not a chance in hell or heaven that this was going to succeed. So I, I took every opportunity I had to ridicule this and to ridicule my dad, um, you know. To the point where it was, you know, I started worrying that this might end up being, you know, one of those biblical stories where, you know, the son was was ashamed yeah. of his dad. And, you know, like that whole story where, I don't know, there's some <laughs> oh, I remember that. he yeah. covers his dad who's yeah, naked no, uh, or something. Yeah, no one, one of his sons or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like worried that that was going to be me. You know, I was yeah. like, geez, am I going too far? Yeah. And then I was like, he's building a machine to the fucking spirit world. No, you're not going, you're not going far enough. <laughs> I so I have this vision of have you seen um uh have you seen his dark materials um or have you read the book no okay so oh, no no I I sorry I, I I watched like the first episode I couldn't get into it but okay, I, I, okay. I know I know I know what you're all talking right about. so at the at the end the end of the first I've read all the books um, okay uh the end of the first season it's like this guy Lord Asriel uh uh like basically the whole thing is he's trying, he's trying to come up with a machine to, 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 to split, to basically travel from one, one world to the other. Um, right. uh, and it goes like, like the whole, there's this whole fucking like, you know, you know, crazy epic story behind that. And like him getting to that moment where he creates this machine to fucking split, split the world and create a portal to go from one world to the other. And when I hear that, I just think of like, not like, you know, james mcavoy playing playing this guy but just these like this group of like old old moonies like like huddled in like a garage trying to trying to make the same thing and i would guess probably failing miserably to 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 do so that's the image i have is 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 like the suburban version of of lord asriel in in like the suburban geriatric version, I should say, of, of, of that, basically. Um, do you know if they had, like, how was this machine meant to work? Was there any? 
for obvious reasons, um, <laughs> which you might imagine based on what I've already told you about my reaction to the idea in the first place, my dad was not all that forthcoming when I pressed him for details. Okay. Um, and um, he just, you know, kind of retreated a little bit because all right. he was hearing it from both my brother and I and, and, you know, my wife is, you know, the least vocal on this sort of stuff and never says anything, but the look on her face <laughs> was probably worse than all the ridicule that came from, from me and my brother. Holy shit. I cannot imagine like, okay. So how many years were they, do you know how many years they're working on this? And like how many people? Uh, for like a couple of years. And we're, and there, we're, there's some guy named Dr. Wilson. I don't know who was part of like the, uh, um, the seminary who was like really instrumental and everybody thought he was like some sort of a genius. He was like okay. this little dude. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That name oh. rings a bell. Did they like, did they have any like engineers or anything like, like any, you'd think like one engineer would, would, would help that project go a long way. Um, Look, Elgin, I think you're asking rational questions to an insane idea trying to trying to put rationality to and i oh my god so what okay so what happened to this group well um it kind of evolved into a deal to run a restaurant in connecticut okay um Uh, so basically agent got some money from her mom finally and she uh so she got like half a million bucks or something like that and was like okay what do i do and so they were like well you know one of our guys here is a restaurateur how about you know he'll run the restaurant you know and my dad was gonna run the books and stuff and mm. and uh what happened uh a few months into that is that she went nuts and started accusing them of stealing from her and, uh, and I think already they were kind of, you know, the wick was getting close to the end because they'd failed on the spirit world machine, <laughs> the machine didn't work <laughs> because of all, all the prophecies that, um, you know, that, uh, that this guy from New Zealand had made, none of them had come true, of course. Mm. Um, and because they'd all spent a ton of money going to Israel, going to Korea, doing all this shit. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, when she started accusing them of like impropriety when they'd done nothing but be super loyal and just yeah. put up with all her shit like that's when dad was just like that's when he died so that's what really happened he wow. fucking died he basically that, that's when his mind broke and he died well jesus <laughs> i know it's sad as shit but what are you gonna do jesus so you learned that like kind of precipitated his, his, his death. That was, that was the main reason I think it wasn't, uh, you know, I, I think basically like once, once that, once that relationship break happened, he felt like he didn't have any reason to go on. And so then, you know, then all the years of poor, uh, health and lack of exercise and, um, you, you know, eating wrong, all that stuff, finally kind of caught up and he had a stroke and passed away. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. Fuck. Um, How long ago was that? So that was 2013. Okay. Damn, yeah, that's... Oh, man. 
just it's sad i mean sad to think of all of our parents like giving their lives to this fucking scam and then the scam like literally like taking taking their life at the end of it as well in that in that way i i think i think the reason i don't get so so i you know it it bothered me for a long time but the reason maybe it doesn't bother me quite as much is because you know at the end of the day there's and this is just my own sort of philosophical bullshit. So, you know, feel free to, uh, you know, tell me I'm crazy, but, you know, at the end of the day, basically, I, I guess I'm, I'm a bit of a nihilist. I, I don't really see any rules or any way, you know, so things go the way they go and, and then mm-hmm. you die. Um, and would it have been better if he had had a different life and he'd done different things and then died? Yeah probably would it have changed the orbit of the world no would it Mm. have changed anything anywhere Eh, would have made my life maybe a little bit better or not i don't know maybe my life was good because i was constantly fighting him and if he was a better dad maybe i would have been a shittier idiot you know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like i just feel like there's so many unknowns and um yeah things just went the way they went he made the choices he made and you know, there were choices that I wish he had made differently and where, where I, I feel like where I'm kind of, where I get the most um, sort of unhappy is where I feel like I could have done more to facilitate, you know, a different, you know, state of mind for him. Hmm. But like, Whereas now, like, I feel like um, if the me now was dealing with him 15 years ago, rather than the 15 years ago, me was dealing with him, yeah. it would be very different. Mm. You know, I, I am much better at, at being diplomatic, at kind of taking a positive road to getting people somewhere. I'm not very good at it obviously, but it's, I'm still better than I was, Mm. you know, at that age, you know, I was still just so angry. And so like, um, kind of vindictive and I wanted more like, you know, just aggressive about everything. And so, um, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, if, 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 if I had been, if things had been different, you know, maybe the situation could have been different, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, things are the way they are. And um, as bad as things are, you know, um, it could always be worse. And there's no rules and, you know, there's no nothing. So <laughs> very nihilistic, very nihilistic. There's no nothing. Uh, you're not you're not wrong though I, I i can't say i disagree in 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 a lot of that as well um but that's yeah you're I, yeah I, no, I, I'm, I'm glad you said it because i feel like in a way it's easy for kids who grew up like this to to like it's hard i think it's actually really hard when you've been told that you're like you have something special and your life has some deep meaning uh right to 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 pull back from that and and be and and and, and, and try to really strip all that back and like actually wait a second maybe none of this means anything right uh, and start like 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 to pull all that back and start there i think i think it's hard and, and, and even though i kind of deep down know that know that to be the truth 
I don't know if I've really fully internalized it. Like part well, of me still wonders like natural. Yeah, it's exactly. not natural for, I think all, and, and that's like a function of like our primate brain, right? Our primate yeah. brain, you know, we're, we're, we're social animals locked into a hierarchical, uh, um, structure where most of what we most of what like if, if you really sit there and think about well what do you really want you know and what is driving you to do the things that you do it's usually about like well how do I get ahead how do I yeah. you know improve my standing and it's all this sort of relative stuff like relative yeah. to all these other primates yeah. right yeah and you know when you I just I, like that's why I love the Matrix. I, I, like, I, it, it's a dumb fucking movie, but the whole idea of, of no, you're just it's just a matrix of like, and you keep pulling layers back, yeah, and all the things that you feel and that you're supposed to be, and you're supposed all the things you've been told, all the advertisements, all the religion, all the politicians, all the music, all the, like all these people that are you know, like, and strip it all away, and what is it? A bunch of ones and zeros, and all you really want to do is you know keep living and self-replicate because yeah. <laughs> because like, you're you know a living thing just like an amoeba that's yeah that's what you're programmed to do from right you know that, that that's what you're that's what you do that's what we do yeah yeah um I think just in terms yeah, of time, I, you know, it, sorry, go ahead. I, I think that like, uh, so I, I just, you know, like people listening to this, I, I just, you know, kind of w- want to express that, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I guess the, the thing is that the, you can't really, you can't change the past and you can't change the circumstances the set and the setting right um sometimes you can sometimes a circumstance is such where you have the skills and the knowledge and the resources to do something about something a lot of times that's not the case and so things are going to be the way they are and i i I don't I think, you know, for me, at least, uh, dwelling on the things that I can't change or haven't been able to change is more of a detriment to me than just like, it's nothing I can do. Mm. It is what it is, you know? Um, so I, 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 maybe I come across as a little bit psychopathic here, you know, like I don't care, but I do. It's just like, there are things you can't change you know, and especially once, uh, once a human primate <laughs> gets to be like 50 years in age or 60, it's like their brains are, they, you know, uh, I think what a lot of, um, what I wish I'd known when I was like 20 or 30 is that my parents were incapable, like physiologically incapable of change at that point. They were literally too old to learn new things. They appear to be learning new things because they're watching and commenting on, but their, their existing framework of the way they think is, is done. 
Hmm. Like the peak plasticity for your brain is like at age 19 and goes downhill every year after that. So by age 60, it's like, it's very, it's very rare that you meet like a 60 year old person and you can actually change the way they think about something Wow. or because they've got all this experience. Oh, and, and on top of that, memory sucks. Hmm. Right. So their memory of stuff is their own emotionalized yeah. perception of something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, they go, they, you know, they think of it like the day of hope, you know, this great rally, you know, they remember like the feeling, you know, of like being part of this cool group and shit like that. They don't really remember it accurately. Yeah. <laughs> they just remember the feelings and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and so um, it's, it's really hard to change old people's minds. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I, I just kind of wish I'd kind of known that. And hmm. I would have probably been more patient with my, my dad and, um, and just sort of like, look, you know, you get what you get. Yeah. He's, he's an imbecile in ter- in certain areas, but you know, he tried to take care of me. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a bad guy, you know, I've heard some real horror stories, uh, you know, and some from, as have you, you know, yeah. like, there yeah. were a lot of, a lot of people in the church who were not, yeah, not good at all. And so yeah. I was really lucky in that my experience, you know, with my own two mothers and a dad were, you know, yeah, they weren't around uh, a lot, but I liked that, you know, I wanted that. <laughs> and then, you know, when they were around, you know, I don't know, I, I, I kind of just wish I, I had been a, able to influence them more but you know in, in reality i don't i don't there's only so much you can do i think yeah that's that's really interesting i think that's that's one of the things that, that i want to get out of this conversation with you know people people who've been around a bit longer and and have par- like like you know your parents are are have passed away or at least, at least your dad has like like my parents are still around a lot of people who's who are listening to this probably had parents that are still around so i think that's a really interesting piece of insight for them to hear um cool I, I don't know if i mean i think it's interesting it's also slightly depressing in a way but it's like it, it, it you're better off knowing it than not knowing it basically that just makes yeah. you better better able to deal with the situation that's in front of you basically right um yeah no i think that's really helpful well i think also if you treat if you treat like um you know if you treat some like really stupid ingrained ideas as mental illness it takes out some of the anger and the anger is unproductive and i'm saying that as somebody who did nothing but as you heard you know like would ridicule just was the worst you know yeah and it wasn't productive it ended up having no you know it never worked yeah you know never changed any minds never you know and so you know, now it's just a source of like, shit, I wish I could have done that better. Mm. I wish I had been a little more mature, you know, but I wasn't. Yeah. I'm still not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else would you say to like, um, like if you, I, I like this device of like, what would you say to your younger self? Like if you were like, I don't know, 20 years old, what would you, knowing what you know now about the whole UC and your life afterwards, what, what words of advice would you give to, to your younger self? I, I wouldn't because my younger self would never listen. <laughs> That's the truth. Wow. Yeah. 
Completely pointless. Is the, how, how how old do you think you would have been when you might have listened? If 20 is not the age, is there is there a time in your life when you think you might have? So when I say that it, I wouldn't have, li- I wouldn't listen. It's not because I was a dick and wouldn't have tried to listen. It's because there's no way that when you're 20, there's no way you can comprehend what I, you know, I thought about, I thought about this a lot, actually, when, so my, um, my wife's grandfather wrote like a bunch of shit when he died, right. A bunch of like, here are some life lessons. Yeah. And like, I guess I was probably like 22. I read through it and I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of interesting. But there's no way at 22 that I could possibly comprehend what he was really talking about Mm. because our life experience had been so different. Like all that, all that, that one sentence to him comes with layers and layers of meaning, right. That I'm completely missing. Yeah. Uh, be nice to people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You, exactly. you read the sentence, but like, you don't know everything beneath it. Right. And so, I don't know. I, I think the only thing you can, I, I don't think anything I ever say, I think the only thing you can ever do is just do shit. And people who like want to know what you did, they'll look at it and try to figure it out. But trying to actively, <laughs> trying to actively help people i don't know i'm not okay. sure it works very well okay interesting uh, that's, that's an interesting interesting take on it um very interesting take on it um but and yet you have this you know you you just like it's interesting saying that like you feel like you wouldn't say anything to yourself but you also did before that say like you know one thing i'd like i'd like the younger younger people in the audience to know is x about you know dealing dealing with your own your own family so i uh, yeah, and yet there is still a, a sentiment, you know, that, that's not a question that I asked. That's something that, that you volunteered. So it does seem like there is a sentiment or, or a desire, a, a, an admission that it is possible to impart some knowledge to, to, to people in these, in these circumstances. Yeah, uh, so uh, basically what it, the way I was distinguishing that is yeah. the advice, like, versus the this is how the brain works and got it okay peak plasticity yeah. is at 19 yeah. every year after that it goes down <laughs> okay got it <laughs> uh like 85 percent likelihood of dementia after year 80 yeah and you know after year 60 very difficult to change anything that's just scientific fact yeah so i got it so and that stuff i didn't know actually at the time either i wish i had but actually you know what i i started to do all that work uh probably around 2010 2011 so by by the time you know, in the last couple of years of dad's life, I was starting to understand that. Um, okay. I also worked for a company with a lot of old guys. And so it was okay. like, it helped me relate to them a lot better okay. because I realized, you know what, you know, stop trying to get them to do something they're just not capable of doing. Right. Yeah. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. That yeah. old thing, right. Yeah. Um, versus advice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, Understood. Well, Understood. son, you know, and that's yeah. where I like, okay. I'm never, Understood. like okay. that's what I meant. So I see. Okay. So, sorry if that, if okay. I no, clear. no, it's an interesting distinction. It's an interesting distinction. And, and it makes sense now that you've, now that you've clarified it. Um, um, okay. So yeah, I think, I think we should start wrapping up here. Just looking at time. Cool. Um, I'm just, I'm wondering if there's any, uh, like any, anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to, you want to plug? Um, 
yeah, like just want to kind of open the floor and any, anything, yeah, anything you want to close with, anything you want to plug, it's like your, your opportunity. Um, the only thing, the, the only thing I, I would say is that, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's like, I think that what you're doing is, is fantastic um, because I think that there's maybe a bit of a sense that, you know, people, people who grew up in, in the church have a lot of commonality. And I think, I think there is a high degree of commonality in certain respects, but I think that the standard deviation of experiences is really wide. Actually. It's massive. It's, it's massive. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that what you're doing in terms of going, uh, you know, at, talking from, to various different people from various different, I think is really, really, really needed. And um, I think helps dispel a lot of that mm. and, you know, allow people to focus a lot less, maybe, maybe, and I don't know, maybe more, I don't know, but uh, maybe uh, at least for me, it, it, it meant focusing less on kind of the church actually, and more of the specifics of the person's um, circumstances, mm. which were, which dovetail with and are tied to the church, but aren't necessarily always exclusively a function of the church and yeah. often tied to, uh, you know, a certain era in the church yeah. or a certain, you know, I was thinking about this actually when, 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 uh, listening to, to, um, um, to Enrica's, uh, um, the, the podcast you did with yeah. her and how like the people who joined the church when they thought it was a utopian group, a utopian Christian group trying to bring together world peace, I don't think is the same person who joins the church and thinks Chun Pyong is cool and, yes. you know, shamanistic yeah. beatings. That's a different person. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's a totally different animal. Right. And so yeah. there's a generation of people who have that as their parent. Yes. And there's another generation that has, and, and like, but those are night and day. Yeah. And so like, I, so I think, you know, what you're, you know, what you're doing in terms of highlighting all that difference is really, really important. Um, so I haven't, you know, I'm not sure I've added any value here, except maybe just no. maybe plugging you, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. But, but I mean, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, my whole thought behind this was like, you know, you, you could read every story about the unification church in every newspaper and you would have no idea of the actual human stories behind it. Right. Um, right. and this is the only way to, to convey those is to have a conversation like this and, and there are so many differences. And for me, yeah, that would, for me, that's a really fascinating part is that there's so many differences I and mean, particularly even just like why, for me, like the first kernel was like, why do people leave the church? Uh, Cause for me, it was very unique, but for everyone else is different. And, and for me, I just feel like there's so much utility in sharing that single piece of information. Um, but then if you think about, like you say, like this, the, the broader strokes of everyone's lives are, are so, so different, but none of that is incorporated in any, in any book or any article uh, you know, you could, you could read all the, you could read every article in the world and think like, okay, this, these guys were kind of weird and kind of kooky, but you would have no idea of the actual like human, human toll that that had, that that had yeah, taken. Yeah. And it's not just the toll, like there's actually, there are moments of joy as well, right? It's not all, Probably. it's not all pain and suffering, but I just felt like there was no, no forum to, to like, to, to share that and to, to convey that. So I, I'm right. delighted to be doing this. It's been really, really awesome to be to be here um yes 
fantastic. And thank you for, for taking part. Cool. Um, cool. Shall we, shall we wrap it up there? Anything else you want to, you want to add? Um, no, man, that's, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this is, this is useful. You know, I think it will be, I think it will be, I think you're going to get some people reaching out to you with some, with some questions and follow-ups. So it feels like it always, it always happens. And we'll put all of Tim's contact details if you want Tim in the, in the show notes as well. Cool. All right, cool. I'm going to hit stop recording here. We'll keep the session open. Hey, there you have it. Part two with Tim Porter complete. I'm going to keep this brief again. The next episode is going to be taking a different trajectory for this show. It's actually speaking with a psychologist and an anthropologist about the unification movement and how it's perceived from the outside. They have some very interesting insights into that topic. And then the following episode is actually with those two reviewing audio and video footage of Moon and his speeches and looking at it from a psychological and anthropological lens. I think it's fascinating and I really love doing those episodes. So those are the next two coming up on Falling Out. As ever, in terms of this one, thank you to Teddy Hose for the graphic design. Thank you to Luciana Strait for the portraiture. And also thank you to Tim Porter for getting involved. I think his perspectives were tremendous. Just having that perspective of someone who saw the moon family from the inside i think is amazing and just had a ton of insights in there so thank you very much tim finally as promised uh gonna play one more song from tim's band this is from dog like pig it's called fucked by pie see you next time anyway mr costanza what i want you to do is to go into the shop with me and tell me what they're saying you do speak korean I once talked to the Reverend Sung Young Moon. He bought two Jesus statues for me. He's a hell of a nice guy. You ever seen that face on him? It was like a big apple pie.
Hey, look at you. You stuck around to the end. Trooper, well done. You get a bonus, whoever you are. Going to add just a little hidden track here on this. I got one more song from you. Surprise, surprise. This is called Jacob House, and it's by Tim's band Dog Like Pig. Again, for those that haven't listened to this whole show, Jacob House is a place that is chronicled in detail in Season 2 of Falling Out. Here it goes. Thanks again, Tim. Take care, y'all. Baby, don't you cry